0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. Thank you, thank you for joining me. My telephone number, and it, we have two different radio stations, two different radio programs, The Don Crow Show, Bob Renee Live. One telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And of course, I love hearing from our listeners. So again, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877 877- 2625483 here is a quote from one of the most prominent psychiatrists in finland here it is something has gone very wrong what's he talking about the whole transgender movement We are seeing the beginning of a turning of opinion within the medical community, the scientific community, and the beginning in the political community, although they're the last to come along. And that's about this transgenderism. Let me repeat something that I've said many times, and I really believe it. In time, and I don't think it will be too much longer, we as a society, and I'm talking about a worldwide society, not just American society, but as a worldwide society, we will look back on this transgenderism hoax, transgenderism fantasy, because that's what it is. We will look back on this the same way we look back on lobotomies and shock treatment, and bloodletting. Now, all of those three things that I just mentioned were cutting-edge science at one time. There was a time when bloodletting was very, very common, and almost every doctor understood it was an irrefutable fact that your blood had bad stuff in it. And if you could just drain some of that blood out of a sick person, you would drain out the bad stuff. You know, it's like, you know, the, the oil in your car gets contaminated, gets a little water in it or some foreign substance, so you drain it. Well, that's the way they looked at bloodletting. And they would literally cut someone and leak out their blood, thinking that would help them. I don't know whether it's true, but there are a lot of people who say that was the primary reason for George Washington's death. He was sick, they did bloodletting, and they let out too much blood. Whether that's actually true or not, I don't know. I've read it here or there. I don't know. But that was an accepted medical practice, and it was the settled science of the day. Uh, today... No. No, 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 no. Now, some people are using leeches and you know, but that's not the bloodletting of, you know, the the 18th century, 17th century and so forth. No. The entire medical community now looks back at that and says, "Oh my goodness, how could anybody have believed that?" And then there were lobotomies. Uh one of the Kennedy girls If I remember correctly, one of JFK's sisters had mental issues, psychological issues, and they tried to get her this treatment and that treatment. And finally, they came to the conclusion, well, the only answer here is to cut out part of her brain. It was a lobotomy. It made many people, uh, in many, not all cases, but in many cases, they were like a vegetable. But they didn't cause any trouble. You know, they didn't have the psychological issues. They had a lobotomy, and they locked them up in an institution, and that's the way it was. The psychiatric community today looks back on that with horror, and says, "How could we? How could our profession have ever done that to anybody?" And shock treatment person had serious psychological issues. They gave them shock treatments. Now, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Maybe somebody somewhere is still using shock treatments. But if so, it's extremely rare. It used to be very, very common because that was settled science. And we look back on that and say, oh, my goodness, how crude that was. And there are many other things as well that were settled science, and we look back on it with horror and disgust. We're going to do the same thing with this whole transgender thing, folks. And it's already beginning. It's already beginning. I have this article here in front of me. One of the most prominent psychologists in Finland has just released a letter Uh, No, I can't pronounce that name. It's a Finnish name. It's a female. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. But she released a peer-reviewed research paper, and she came to the conclusion that young people are being influenced by social contagion to identify as another gender. In other words, it's a fad kids see other kids transgender well oh that's fun they do it so i can do it too it's social contagion it is a fad you know like mullets and like mohawks and like pegged jeans <laughs> there's there's probably about 20 of you in the entire audience that know what i mean with pegged jeans but to those of you who do god bless you fads but in this case, it is not a hair do, a haircut. The hair will grow out and so forth, or you get another pair of jeans or whatever. This is life-changing, life-altering. And she says, this is not medical. It is emotional. Part of what she says is, Gender transition has gotten out of hand. Something has gone very wrong. Medical organizations are supposed to transcend politics in favor of upholding standards that protect patients. When medical professionals start saying they have one answer that applies everywhere or that they have a cure for all of life's pains, that should be a warning to us that something has gone very wrong. She serves as the chief psychiatrist in the Department of Adolescent Psychiatry at Finland's Tampere, I probably pronounced that incorrectly, Tampere University Hospital. She has published over 230 peer-reviewed scientific articles. Well-respected psychiatrist. And she has now come to the conclusion this is not inborn. It is not natural. It is social contagion, which was a fancy word for it's nothing more than a social fad. And in response to a fad, the medical and psychiatric community around the world, particularly in the United States, are giving life-altering drugs and life-altering surgeries to deal with a fad. Now, there's good news, bad news. Most of the rest of the world has turned a corner on this. I mean, most of the rest of the world. That's the good news. The bad news, not America. Nope, 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 nope. We are still holding on to the modern-day equivalent of lobotomies and shock treatments and bloodletting. Now, we're going to look back in time and realize how horrific this is, how revolting this is. But until we get there, there are going to be thousands, particularly young people, who are going to have their lives changed in many instances Destroyed over a fad.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference, makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Welcome back to Bobberty Live and the Don Crow Show. Thank you for joining me. Telephone number 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. To those of you in Washington, forgive me for just one or two minutes because I got to go local here and I got to thank a new hero. I love to thank individually those who give to our donor campaigns. We just finished Bible League campaign here in Ohio. You folks in uh, Washington, D.C. did as well, or at least I believe you have finished your campaign. I know here in Columbus we have. Yesterday was the last day. And my goodness, we went out with a bang. And uh, I just wanted to thank Alan from Rising Sun, Ohio, Alan gave a very, very generous gift yesterday. Got in just under the deadline. And Alan, if you're listening in Rising Sun, Ohio, thank you. God bless you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our goal was $12,000. We finished slightly over $15,000. Our goal, 2,400 Bibles. We ended up with 3,000 Bibles. We far exceeded our goal. God bless you. Thank you. And I didn't have an opportunity to thank Alan. So God bless you, Alan. Thank you for your very, very generous gift. All right. Now, back to the news of the day. Have you ever read the uh, warning disclosures in uh, medication particularly prescription medication. You know, you go to the pharmacist, you give them the the prescription, uh, goes to the you know the pharmacist and they fill it and uh, they hand out a, an envelope, a bag or whatever. And inside are your pills or capsules or or liquid or whatever it is. But there is always the medical warning. And some of them are pages long. You've seen them. You unfold them, and you keep unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. And you, you know, can, can I make a, a, an admission? I quit reading them. Well, Bob, you're supposed to read them. How do you know? I, I know. I know. I know. I quit reading them. I did. Because if you read them, you'll never take the pills. It could cause this. It could cause this. It could cause this. In rare instances, it caused this and this and this and this. And this could be a side effect. And, you know, you may grow a horn out the top of your head and your earlobes might fall off and your right big toe might become swollen and just on and on and on and on. Pages of warnings about the possible side effects and why are they doing that fear of lawsuits and <laughs> i uh and again i shouldn't admit this because i i encourage my listeners to be healthy skeptics don't believe everything you read and see read it for yourself think for yourself and you would think i would carry that over to the warnings on medication but they're pages long they're technical and they are weird, bizarre, possible side effects that happen to two people in one million cases. And the bottom line is, I trust my doctor. Well, Bob, that's really dumb. Eh, maybe, but I trust my doctor. I've got a great, great doctor. He does his research. And if he says this pill or this medication is the best for me and it's safe, yeah, I trust him. Okay, I know, I know what you're saying, but okay. Here's my point. I don't care what the medication is. There are pages of disclaimers about the possible side effects. When you have surgery, they are required by the law to tell you this could happen, this could happen, this may happen, this may not happen. It could be this, it could be that. And you sign a document that you understand all of the risks, right? And by the way, most of those I have read. Okay. Well, get this. A judge in Kansas just this week ruled that Planned Parenthood does not need to warn women about the dangers of abortion. Yeah, the state of Kansas passed informed consent legislation concerning abortions. It required an abortionist, whether it's Planned Parenthood or whatever, they had to tell the woman what could happen if she has an abortion. And the state of Kansas passed legislation, informed consent. Well, that makes sense. But a judge has ruled, nah, you don't need to do that. District Judge K. Christopher Jairam, J-A-Y-A-R-A-M, you pronounce it, okay? Issued an order this week blocking the law. Quote, the court has... Great respect for the deeply held beliefs on either side of this contentious issue. Nevertheless, the state's capacity to legislate pursuant to its own moral scruples is necessarily curbed by the Kansas Constitution and its Bill of Rights. The informed consent is not about the morality. It's about the safety of abortion. And yet, a judge in Kansas has said, nah, Planned Parenthood doesn't have to tell women what the risks are, what could happen. Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, this flies in the face of all of the informed consent that all of us are surrounded by, whether you're having surgery A treatment of the doctor's office or as I said prescription medication the law requires now the patient doesn't have to read it but the doctor or the drug company has to provide it unless it's the very dangerous operation called abortion in Kansas nah just trust the abortionist right